You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, faithful. What is going on? The 49ers win, baby. They win huge. It's not even a small victory. They go out and they do what they do in New York, and they just, I hate to say this, they donkey punched the Giants. They put it on a huge 36 to 9. Are you freaking kidding me? And here's the thing. We're going to be going through so much during this episode, okay? Uh, one, I've got some clips from Kyle Shanahan's press conference that just ended 20 seconds ago. Um, we're going to talk through offense, defense, and all that stuff. This is a reaction episode. So thank you, everybody, that's joining us. The Countdown crew showing up strong Sunday morning. Um, questions, comments, throw them out there, okay? Um, make sure that you are adding me so I can see it because I can already tell we've got uh, over 100 people in here and we're about 30 seconds into this podcast. So um, it's going to jump up huge. So make sure you at me with your questions and we'll just keep answering questions live because uh, this is awesome. And here's the deal that you have to take away. You don't like make or break games in the NFL, especially whenever they're against the Giants. But whenever you look at the 49ers, who are down 10 starters to before the game even kicked off. We lose two more starters, down 12. This is probably the easiest game left on our roster. You got to get a victory. You're in the toughest division in all of maybe sports, definitely the NFL. You can't fall in a hole against easy opponents. Now, yeah, you're injury riddled. Everybody's talking about how the 49ers are done. I get all those things. But you come out and you punch this team in the face. You punch them in the face, and you don't let up. In fact, you don't let up so much, you don't even punt the ball through four quarters, even though you're down six starters on offense. <laughs> I mean, it, it's bananas what they were able to do. 
And so the 49ers, here's what I, the, the number one takeaway I have today. This 49ers team is great, okay? Not good, not above average. They're freaking great, and they're doing it wounded. Here's the deal. They won back-to-back games by 18-plus points on the road. On the road. And you could say, okay, oh, well, it's the Jets and it's the Giants. Yeah, Jets and Giants suck. I don't care. I don't care if you're playing Southeastern Oklahoma Baptist School for the Deaf and Blind. You go out and you put up those types of numbers against these two teams three time zones across. That's huge in the NFL. It's huge. Um, So the the 49ers went back-to-back games by 18 points. Last time the 49ers did that, 2019, weeks one and two. And that's the type of team that you have. Well, how was the 2019 team? How did they respond? You know, we weren't expecting that back then. But they go out there and they just freaking ball out. And so, you know, here's the thing that you, that you want to take away. This team can win so many different ways. So many different ways. Whether it's running the ball, which is usually, you know, that's what where our bread and butter is. I get it. We're a running football team. We have Kyle Shanahan. But the run game didn't work. <laughs> the run game was completely shut down. Um, it, we ran for 2.7 yards per carry on average. Now, that sucks. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because we rushed 35 times. That's key. One of the most important characteristics in a Kyle Shanahan offense is if you get over 30 rushes, doesn't matter how efficient they are, you get over 30 rush attempts, you win games, period. That's all there is to it. 30 rush attempts equals a victory in Kyle Shanahan's offense because that means you're sustaining drives, even if it's 2.7 yards per carry, which is trash, but they're loading the box, trying to stop the 49ers from doing what they want to do. Well, okay, that's cool. But we're going to go out there and just freaking dominate on third downs. Eight for 12 on third downs. Eight for 12. Eight for 12 on third downs is incredible. Okay, that's 75%. I think it's 66%. I'm sorry, my math is off on that one. I'll edit that out. Can't. It's a live show. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's absolutely incredible what they were able to do. And so again, you know, big picture, the 49ers are a good damn football team. You know, we're going to talk about all the players we're going to be getting back in the week and the schedule and when we're getting those guys back because we're getting back so many. But when you go out there and you win a game like that and don't even give up a touchdown despite losing your top three corners, <laughs> and, you know, the very first question on here from Gino, and I appreciate it, what did you think of Verrett? Holy freaking cow. I understand Jarek McKinnon love, and I love Jet. He's He's incredible. What Jason Verrett went through is times two what <laughs> Jarek McKinnon went through. This guy has had four straight years on injured injured reserve. Four straight years. Four. And to come out and start and just ball out. The dude was incredible. Uh, Kyle Shanahan also mentioned Verrett. He was asked about it. So let's hear from Kyle here uh, just how important number 22 is. And here's the thing. Even though, you know, we're going to be getting some guys back. Richard Sherman's coming back. Emmanuel Mosley got hurt during this game with the concussion. He'll be back in a week or two for sure. But Verrett is vying for playing time. He played incredible. Here's Kyle Shanahan on number 22. For Jason Verrett. I mean, he is, Jason Verrett is a stud. Um, he's been a great player in this league, and he's been through more, um, you know, and maybe even more than Jet has here in the last couple of years, you know. Um, and 
you know, so glad that he came back um, with our team. He got an opportunity. He played as he played great in camp. Um, then had that hamstring the last week, and that really set him back. And uh, he got his opportunity today, and he had a great week of practice. Um, it was awesome watching him on those three days. Uh, I felt like he was going to do a really good job today, um, and then he did. And just seeing him after the game and seeing how happy he was and stuff, he really earned it. He deserves it, and uh, pumped he's on our team. Yeah, and, you know, Jason Ferret had three tackles. Um, also had a quarterback hit on a blitz play, which was awesome, and just completely shut down. He's playing against some really quality wide receivers. You can say whatever you want about the Giants. The Giants are a bad football team, okay? Darius Slayton is a hell of a football player. He's a great football player. Now, here's one another thing that I took away from this game that I was very, very excited about was the fact that Robert Sala made the adjustment really, really quick to make sure <laughs> uh, you don't have number 27 on Darius Slayton. It happened twice early on. One was a penalty against number 27. The other was a huge play, a huge catch against him. And then after that, they switched the whole game. So you'd see, um, you know, we've seen Robert Sala this year do, you know, Richard Sherman's the field corner, um, and Emmanuel Mosley is the boundary corner. You've also seen him switch up to make sure, um, you know, you're taking away certain players, and then you go all the way. Now you're down to your fourth and fifth cornerbacks, you're adjusting and hiding there. So what they were doing is the corners were huddling. They were basically on the hashes, and they were watching which way Darius Slayton went, and then they'd switch Jason Verrett number 27. So that's huge. You know, again, one of the things moving forward, some of the things that can kind of hinder what the 49ers do or what they want to do is coaching, right? And so coaching adjustments in the game. That's key. And so the fact that, you know, we're starting to make those adjustments in the first half because Robert Sala's golden rule last year was no adjustments in the first half. Wait till we get into the half, uh, into the locker room. We have time to make sure we break everything down. So that's changed. So that's great, great news. So I really, really do like that. Uh, probably one of my favorite plays ever. Uh, <laughs> Number 27, so he filled in admirably well. You know, Emmanuel Mosley goes out with the concussion early. You got to put him in. He goes out there, gets torched, 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 whatever else. Makes one pass breakup play that was really, really good. And then at the very end, the very end, he's still out there with the second team defense when we're letting our backups get snaps. Slayton burns him, catches the ball in front of him, got about a seven-yard cushion 20 yards downfield. Three 49ers players hit Darius Slayton at the same time. He fumbles it, and number 27 gets up and flexes, like, <laughs> which I, I love that attitude, but it's comical, man. Like, dude, come on. Don't, that's, it's a cornerback mentality, and I like that, but, I mean, golly, how many penalties, how many targets? I uh, can't wait to see all the numbers come out. He, he was really, really bad, but Jason Verrett was huge. Absolutely incredible. Um, a one, wonderful game. It goes out there and just dominates. Uh, you look at a couple other players. Again, talk about duct tape. <laughs> it's like the 49ers are using duct tape to fix this damn team. And you've got guys like Ferret. Awesome. You know, he was out last week. He was inactive with a hamstring. Comes out, plays incredible. You've got Kerry Hyder, who's, you know, my number two player for defensive MVP. He's out there, another sack, back-to-back -back games. Kerry Hyder making plays in the running game getting pressures after the quarterback, chasing down screens outside the numbers, playing incredible. And then Ross Dwelly. Good gosh. The duct tape of the duct tape to fix the broken thing, right? Uh, it kittles out. Okay. Jordan Reed's definitely going to be the guy. He gets five targets in two series. Then his ankle, uh, which was so close to a touchdown. 
um, but he doesn't get the touchdown. Um, it, it comes back, plays, then he hurts his knee. So now you've got Jordan Reed, who's got lots and lots of issues. Here's Kyle Shanahan talking about uh, Jordan Reed and kind of what the expectation is, leaving a little bit of optimism here for Jordan Reed, who might not be out too long. Um, I mean, it, I don't know yet, but, you know, I, he came back from the ankle, you know, so he was good enough to come back from the ankle and play, but quickly um, he ended up getting to the knee. So I'm not as sure exactly the extent of it, um, and I feel pretty optimistic it's not going to be anything long-term or anything like that. Um, but we'll find out tomorrow. But so that's great news because we we found a secret weapon. And imagine we still haven't seen what Dwelly and Kittle look like together. Because when Kittle got hurt, that's when Reed came in, and you know he only got 18 snaps. I think it was uh, that first game. Reed. So we haven't seen what it could be with these two amazing tight ends. So Reed goes out, man. Ross Dwelly steps up. He gets four targets. He's not a receiving guy. That's not what his role is. He's just a good blocking tight end that gets you a little extra in the passing game. Four targets, four catches, not all of them easy, and breaking tackles out there. You remember that one play where two guys had Ross Dwelly, and he breaks it and goes for a 20-yard gain. So four catches for 49 yards. That's magnificent. Whenever you're getting that from your third tight end, now staying with the tight ends, Charlie Warner, the rookie, fifth-round rookie um, out of Georgia. Man, another bad uh, performance. The film's not going to be nice to him. Hopefully it's a little nicer than I thought it was, but blew a couple big-time blocks at the point of attack. Um, but you got to get him in there. You got to get him in there. You know, this is a guy that you brought in as a run-blocking specialist, and he just has not been able to, to make that jump yet. Now, hopefully that will change. Um, hopefully that will change. But for now, a little bit worried about him. Again, the film's going to be huge. And if you look at plays, oh my gosh. You know, let me jump over here to the, the number of plays we have. 73 offensive plays. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, they had 49. So 49ers had 73. So the breakdowns this week on Patreon, uh, they're going to be a blast. I'm going to have to do a freaking installment plan. Like freaking, you know, <laughs> it, it's just too many plays for one breakdown. So I'm going to have to break the offense down in two separate segments that are probably, we're, we're going to be pretty close to a two hours worth of film session this week on Patreon uh, on the offense alone. And then we'll get to the defense, which will actually go relatively quickly. So excited to go through all that. I, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. There's just a lot there. Uh, here's the question here. I love it, man. Uh, from Matthew, who is your MVP of the game? Lots to choose from. You're exactly correct, Matthew. Appreciate the support as well, man. Uh, one of my Patreon subscribers as well. Uh, here's here's the issue. Offense, you have to go with Nick Mullins. I, I don't think there's any debate there. I mean, I mean the guy goes out, throws for 340 yards, uh, one touchdown, no interceptions, two sacks, one sack early, one sack late, at 108 passer rating. But dude was just fire. And there were so many different times when Nick Mullins was out there, you didn't even see a third down. Now, we converted 8 of 12 third downs, which is exceptional for anybody ever. But the touch on his passes and the anticipation, the dude is a freaking baller. And I'm so glad he's a part of our team. He has to be the MVP. And here's the head coach himself, Kyle Shanahan, talking about just how great uh, BDN is. Here we go. Nick was great. I mean, he's very poised. Um, we went on a lot of long drives today, which um, they're better than not scoring, but you know, the long drives can get a little bit exhausting, um, especially for, for me. I don't want to have to call that many plays. 
Um, but you know, Nick kept his composure. Um, you know, we were able to. We got in a number of. We had a number of penalties. It seemed like, especially on second down. I think um, there in the red zone inside the ten. Uh, I think it was. I forget which quarter it was, but I know we went on a one sixteen play drive without a third down. Um, Nick was real impressive on that. Just his execution and um, how consistent he was all day. And I, I think that's kind of of key is how consistent he was. But the thing that that kept coming to mind how long these drives were consistently right first drive 10 plays (laughs) second drive 12 plays third drive nine plays fourth drive 12 plays then we get a four play drive but that's right before the half right so we could have kept going we had to kick the field goal early just so we could get points well okay cool you come back out at halftime eight plays touchdown drive four plays touchdown drive 15 plays touchdown drive 92 yards that last drive was a statement. You know, they talked about it during the broadcast, depending on who you had or if you're listening on the radio. A four-minute drive is key whenever you have the lead. You try to bleed the clock. And so you're going to run, you're going to run, you're going to run the clock, all those things. They go on a 15-play, 92-yard touchdown drive that took off eight and a half minutes. The Giants wanted to go home. <laughs> they they were home. Uh, now that should be our home. MetLife should be named after us because it is a terrible stadium. I don't ever want to go there again. But you do have to say, man, back-to-back weeks playing out there, go back to Kyle Shanahan's first two years. He was 0-8 playing in the East Coast. 0-8 for his first two years. Now you fast forward, down 12 starters now. And you go 2-0, and back-to-back weeks at, at the Met. That, that's awesome. And so these little things that you struggle with, and when you're a bad team, go back to, and this is going to hurt a little bit, but that's okay. I think it's important to understand the perspective and the context to where the 49ers are right now. Bad teams have to learn how to win. And even as they're getting over that hump, they still blow crappy games to bad teams because it just happens. Well, good teams, they're the exact opposite. Once you build your confidence, once you build the the mindset of we're better, it doesn't matter, injuries don't matter. It, back in 2019, we had so many injuries, okay? We had so many injuries last year that it was scary. Well, yeah, 2020 puts everything into perspective, but Tom Sula and you know all that kind of stuff that was going on with Chip Kelly, we couldn't buy victories. We were just a bad football team. But now, the victories happen because of the mindset. The entire locker room, coaches, staff, everybody believes they are going to win. And Kyle Shanahan talked about not only what 2-1 and one means as you get back into the you know win column, back-to-back weeks, you got a winning streak now, and how are we rewarded? We get to go home. <laughs> and we get to play against, uh, I think they tied. I think the game's going on right now. I think <laughs> the Eagles just tied against the Bagels. We get to play the Eagles, who are a terrible football team. But we have established a culture, a mentality. And so Kyle Shannon was asked, man, what was this week like after all those injuries and the mindset of the team? And, and I love what he says here. I was real happy with this week. Um, you know, it's you know losing that many guys last week and just the way it kind of happened. Well, it just made us a little bit emotional to start and um, to pull together throughout the week. And I uh, just got a real good energy and vibe from the guys on Wednesday by the time we started practicing all the way to last night um, at the hotel um, meeting before the games. 
and then today, you know, I thought they played very hard um, all four quarters, and um, I was very proud of our team. And I was last week too, you know, the way it started last week with some of that stuff, and to kind of overcome that and to keep grinding through it. And um, it feels good to be back here and do it two weeks in a row. And uh, can't wait to get back home now. Yeah, we get to go home, and we have the Eagles. And then we've got the Dolphins. Uh, sorry, Eagles, Patriots, Dolphins. That's the next part of our schedule. All winnable games. Now, the Patriots are looking very, very good with Cam Newton, and we do struggle with mobile quarterbacks, but we'll deal with that there. Yeah, we need to enjoy this right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> from Cropping Beef, amazing tag. Uh, what's up with the long snapping? Oh, gosh, it got bad. It got so bad. Early on, it was bad. They should have blocked two kicks. If, I'm going to go back, and I'll even include the special teams this week on Patreon and break those down because when he went to kick the first field goal that was, I think, 52 yards, he hesitated because they bust straight through and it was a bad snap, and then he kicked it. So the blocker cleared the kicking angle, and then he kicked the 52-yarder. You don't see that very often. Um, yeah, Kyle Nelson was bad. You saw him on the sidelines removing himself from everybody and just like you know, in deep contemplation, whatever else. Not good. Uh, you don't want that type of mentality on the team, whatever else. And so, you know, once things got that bad and it just kept expanding on itself, I, I love that they pulled him. They put Justin School in there. Um, you know, <laughs> he gets in there and he does a heck of a job. Uh, gets a nice snap. It was slow. You can tell the velocity's not there, which is key. Um, but you've got to go back to Kyle Nelson. Hopefully he has a good week of practice figure out the things i mean we overpay for our long snapper it's not like he he's just a long snapper remember what we went through at the start of 2019 when he was suspended <laughs> we need this guy he's an integral part in so many games once we get to quality opponents are going to be won by a field goal or two so very very important that you correct those issues which i think they are correctable it's not an injury issue it's a psychological issue uh it's it's just, it's shooter's mentality, right? Sometimes, uh, you know, Allen Iverson once said, sometimes the, the rim looks like a freaking giant basket. And anything I throw up goes in. Other times it's the exact opposite. So he just got to fix that. Uh, he'll get there. He'll get there. Uh, from Faithful, from Birth, love it. Looked pretty good. Missed the way Mostert attacks the hole. Big difference between Mostert and Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon is not your traditional one-cut runner that Mostert is. Um, and Tevin Coleman does as well. Uh, no, Jarek's a little bit more shiftier, but Jarek had a hell of a game. You know, he goes out in the passing game and has a lot of success there. Still got his touchdown. Didn't hit that 100-yard mark that I thought he was. Um, I think he had 60 yards at the half and then kind of turned into the Jeff Wilson show later on. And oh my gosh, my boy Hasty. Yeah, I'm seeing the comments as I'm scrolling down here. Hasty looks different. He just looks different. Um, when that guy's got the ball, yeah, I love that he got a couple touches at the very end. But golly, that's our fifth running back. <laughs> the team is good. This team is good. Once we get Mostert back, that, that's and and here's the thing. Let's go to this. All right, you're, you're, I'm chasing down tangents here. Let's look at where we get people back, okay? Week four against the Eagles. Probably we're getting Kittle back. You know, he practiced, he had two practices. We're getting Kittle back. There's no doubt about that. Jimmy Garoppolo's gonna be iffy. You don't need to rush him back, but he almost played this week. Uh, so I think you get him back as well. Mostert just had the birth of his son. Congratulations. Uh, they said it's not near as bad. Now he might miss one more week. 
But I think Mostert comes back. You see what these other running backs are doing without you. You got the birth of your son. Go get out there. And Debo's still a little bit of a question mark. We had a little bit of a report come out saying, you know, he's still not practicing. Um, he will come off IR. So he will be eligible to play this week, but I doubt they rush him back against the Eagles. I don't think it's needed, um, especially – I don't want to jump ahead of myself with Ayuk, but we'll get there. Week five is the Dolphins. I messed that up, the order off the top of my head. So week five is the Dolphins. You're getting Sherman back off of IR and Richie James, which, you know, for punt returns, whatever else, you could put him out there. There were no punts today. First time since 1993, the 49ers haven't punted. That's crazy. Then week seven, okay, you got to jump over week six. We get all the NFI and pup players back. Ronald Blair, baby. That dude is so key. I talked about all these people. Kittle, Jimmy G, Mostert, Debo, Sherman, all them. Blair is as important, okay? We're missing that number three spot on the defensive end. Now, Kerry Hyder is playing well enough to keep his damn job. There's no doubt about that. But Ronald Blair, I'm telling you right now, is going to be just as pivotal a player whenever he returns. Western Richburg, I want to keep Garland in there personally, but still, we could use the depth. And Julian Taylor, which I doubt he'll be ready week seven. His ACL happened in December, so he'll be more like a week 10, uh, week 11. But that's going to be some great added relief on the interior. And again, Julian Taylor can play all four spots. They might just make him a defensive end with the injuries that we've had. So there's a lot out there. And the 49ers just won back-to-back -back games by 18 or more points. And we're about to get better. We're about to get better. I get <laughs> that we're 2-1. I get that we had, you know, Nick Bosa's gone. But outside of Nick Bosa gone, there's not really... I know it felt like everything was piling on. But to get through that New York trip and get those wins, and then again, look ahead. The light at the end of the tunnel, we're at the end of the tunnel. We're, we're good now. We're good. So Bosa hurts. There's no doubt. But still, gosh, this team can win differently than they did last year. It's a different team. It's tested. And how do you, how do you respond to adversity? You know, the question, I, I've got to find the clip. One of my favorite players is Javon Kinlaw. And the rookies played good today. That's what I want to talk about next. But Javon Kinlaw got asked, uh, I don't remember who asked, what's it like for the team to deal with all this adversity of the injuries? And before the reporter you know, got the question finished, Javon Kinlaw just, oh, I punch it in the mouth. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> oh, when adversity comes my way and life gives me adversity, I just punch it in the mouth. Like that's the mentality. You freaking attack. You go after it. Javon Kinlaw had a great performance. Great game. His best game by far. Um, curious to see what the snap counts and all that kind of stuff is going to bear because he didn't. He, he's out there about half the time, which I, I think is really, really smart for him. But, you know, got a tackle for loss on the very first play. Goes out there, gets a pass breakup, tipped a ball um, on third down to force a punt. Um, and so just so many positive things that he was able to do. You know, he's an impact player on the inside. Now, is he DeForest Buckner level yet? Heck no. He's not even close to that. But you want to see the trend. And he's starting. He's great up the middle. Again, where were the 49ers bad in 2019? Right up the middle. Nobody's running up the middle now. 
It's not working for them. Where are the big runs happening are off the edges on quarterback scrambles. That's the issue. You look at Devonta Freeman, he averaged two yards a carry. Wayne Gallman, 1.8 yards per carry. Deion Lewis, zero yards per carry. So again, the, the area we struggled last year was right up the A-gap. Both A-gaps, that's where we were susceptible to the run. Not this year. No. Uh, we suck at keeping a freaking quarterback from getting outside contained. Um, you know, I got into a pretty fun Twitter discussion during the game on it, just how bad Quan Alexander is, who, again, put up another bad game. Um, thankfully, two of his atrocious plays were wiped off of injuries, but he, he played bad. <laughs> he played really bad again. He's at six games in a row. Uh, he's been a bad football player. Now, Dre Greenlaw's coming back. He should be back next week, but... I don't think that they're ready to bench him yet, but gosh, man, he is not a positive producing player currently uh, the way it's been. Six bad games in a row is a lot. Now, you can say, you know, the playoff run in the Super Bowl was because he was injured, but he's not injured anymore, and he's just over-pursuing out of his mind. He's so fast, which is a great asset, but he's taking himself out of the damn play over and over and over again because play actions, zone reads, any type of fake whatsoever, he's 1,000%. He's never calm, cool, and collected. And so he'll run himself out of a play, and then you've got gaps exposed on the back end, and that costs us. You know, Daniel Jones goes five carries for 49 yards. He averaged 9.8 yards per carry. And a lot of those were targeting, guess who, Quan Alexander. Whenever he was the backside backer who had edge responsibilities, and I know there's – I don't want to get too much into the film stuff right now, but uh, I'll be showing exactly how this all works on uh, Patreon this week and with the visual representation, which I help. Uh, from every third stroke, here we go. Born. Reed, Dwelly, Ayuk, Jet, Hyder, Warner, and Jeff Wilson had great plays. Who didn't step up today? That's a good question. Uh, number 27 sure as hell didn't. Quan did not. Uh, Daniel Brunskill had another kind of rough outing for sure. Um, that was there as well. McGlinchey played much better. Um, let's see here. I'm going on the defensive side of the ball. I got pretty upset with Givens. He made a couple good plays, but his body language is bad. Um, you know, one of the, I like Givens and I think that, you know, he's going to be kind of a starter esque player for us. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into a thousand with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Moving forward. But there was one play where Givens jumped off sides. Okay, that happens. That's forgivable. It's whatever. It's a mental mistake, but you can fix it. He jumps off sides, gets back, stands up, puts his hands on his hips, and buries his head. Meanwhile, they throw a 27-yard pass against number 27 for a huge gain. It's okay to jump off sides, okay? That happens to the best players in the league. There's no doubt about that. But to throw a pity party while the play is going on with your hands on the hips instead of continuing to play and help your team, uh, I, I think he's going he's gonna to get corrected on that pretty quickly in, in the film session. So I didn't like that. Now let's talk about Brandon Ayuk and the positive. Holy cow. Two things. One, I really thought it was awesome with the way they started the game. They came out on the opening drive, and they did two end of rounds to Brandon Ayuk. So that was huge, right? Um, Brandon Ayuk looks good. He goes out there. He's flashy. He had three carries for 31 yards and a touchdown. That one for the touchdown was amazing, and that blew the whole team open. Because before that touchdown drive, it was nothing but field goals. Well, then he goes out there, and that changed every. The water faucet went from a trickle to freaking full on <laughs> Super Soaker 2000. Going back to my 90s day references, thank you. Um, everything opened up after that, and so what Brandon Ayuk brought to this team was huge. He had over 100 total yards. Oh, nope. Yeah, he did right there. 101 total yards, five catches. For 70 yards on eight targets. And he almost had you know two more touchdowns. He was targeted twice in the end zone. Um, and so close there. But Kyle Shanahan just brought up. What is it like to have Brandon Ayuk be able to run the ball and catch the ball. And then when Debo gets back. What's that going to be like? And Kyle Shanahan touched on that. And the depth at the position and the versatility when injuries happen. With what Brandon brought today. Yeah the more guys you can have who can run the ball. And the more guys you um, have who um, can catch the ball. It gives you a lot of options um, when you're putting things together, and it also helps you a lot when um, you have injuries too. Uh, you know, it's, I think um, today showed a lot about our depth. Also, just some of the guys who stepped up and did some things, and you know, hopefully we can keep playing this way and um, slowly but surely get a lot of these guys back as we uh, move forward. Yeah, and we're not even to the point yet, but we just had a 340-yard passing performance. And, man, look at the play differential, all these different things that you could talk about. The keys to this game, let's go back. Let's do this. Let's be honest with how we graded this game to start. Okay, let's go to our predictions that we rolled out Saturday, yesterday. Um, this is what I said. It's going to be an ugly game. <laughs> uh, it wasn't ugly. It was ugly for them, not us. But it was a pretty crappy, you know, field goal competition early on. Um, I, I said the keys are Fred Warner and the safeties have to be key on defense because again, Daniel Jones lights up the middle of the field. Well, Fred Jones delivered, or Fred Jones, Fred Warner delivered. Um, he he was incredible. Pass breakup, had nine tackles, goes out there. He played great. Mullins could complete 50% of the passes and still win. Just do not lose the turnover battle. I said turnovers 
and three and outs were key. Well, guess what? Nobody had a three and out, um, and we didn't have any turnovers. They had three because you had the two interceptions and then the fourth and one stop as well. So we won the turnover battle. That was huge. Uh, Jarek McKinnon versus Blake Martinez was going to be fun. I said that was a matchup to watch. I think Blake Martinez won that uh, pretty, pretty well. I said Jet was going to get 100 total yards. We missed out on that one. Uh, we got pretty close. What, what did he end up with? He had 38 rushing yards and 39. So there you go. He had 70, what's that, 77 yards, uh, which is actually exactly what he had in week two as well. Um, now, keep going with that. Field goals, no turnover win this game. Gold will have four field goal attempts. Well, uh, <laughs> he had four field goals attempts in the first half. I even said uh, he's going to go three for four. Uh, he's going to miss one. Gold went three for four. Uh, thankfully, I kept the receipts. Uh, <laughs> the, the tweets are out there. We nailed all those things. We just didn't get the idea of all of the passing yards. The rush yards, we knew it was going to be rough to come by. But to throw for 343 yards and to just never punt, that was incredible. And, man, let's talk about money. Let's go to my bookie, baby, because we made some money big time. I told you my bet of the week was the 49ers to make over 1.5 field goals. They did that in the first quarter. Um, so we won 16 bucks there. We're up 50 now. Um, our three-team teaser bet, um, we're almost home on that one. We've got the 49ers. That one's cleared. We've got the Colts minus four and a half and the Bucks plus one. I'm looking up. Tampa Bay's up 10 at the end of the first quarter, and Colts are up 10 in the second quarter. So if that hits, we're going to be making another 22 bucks. So that's my bookie. If you guys haven't bet with us in the past, if this is your first time, you know, watching, listening, whatever I'm seeing. We've got a lot of people in here, and I really do appreciate all the support. Hit subscribe. We go over bets all week, and we're up big already uh, today, and we're, I think these next two bets are going to clear. Uh, we, we're we going to make over 40 bucks just listening to this podcast and watching football today. Now, if you're one of those high rollers, you might be making more, but I'm a teacher, so <laughs> I got to keep it low. <laughs> I got to keep it low, uh, but that's what that is. So, uh, thank you to MyBookie, uh, our sponsor. And again, if you haven't signed up, sign up with a new account, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS. They double your initial deposit all the way up to 1000 We bet all year. Um, we're doing pretty good. We tripled our money last year, and it seems like we're going to be way past that uh, this year if things continue the way that they are. A couple other questions, Mr. Superfly. He says, any idea when D4 is going to come back? Not week four. We know it's not week four. Um, outside of that, we have no damn clue. And I don't think anybody has a clue because they're just with back spasms and neck issues and leg issues. It's just too much. I wish they put them on IR, give them three weeks and just say, get away, rest. And if you're not healthy, when you come back, we're just going to move on. It's to that point. Um, this, you know, baby, he's ready. Let's put him in there. We saw in week one when D Ford's not healthy, he is an absolute liability on this team. When D Ford is healthy, we saw all of last year, the defense is elite. We're fine without him. We've got an awesome stretch of games where we're going to be just fine. Move on. <laughs> Let him get good and then bring him back in. And if he's not good, then, yeah, yeah, move on. Uh, yeah, I love it. L Train, my boy L Train. Awesome hanging out with him uh, in Miami for the Super Bowl. That was really, really cool. Uh, your boy Hasty even got in a couple plays in. Yeah, Hasty looked good, man. He looked really, really good. 
Let's see here. Sean, do you think this is the year Kyle gets coach of the year if we make the playoffs? I have no clue how Kyle didn't win it last year. I think the problem was they didn't want the 49ers to sweep the entire awards thing, right? Uh, you had, what's it called? Nick Bosa, Rookie of the Year. You had General Manager win General Manager of the Year and all that stuff. Uh, he should have won it last year. I cannot believe they gave it to freaking Harbaugh and the Ravens, who were the number two seed the previous year or something like that. Like You took a playoff team to the number one seed, great. We took the number two Second worst team in the NFL to the Super Bowl. Uh, but yes, if Kyle Shanahan makes this makes it to the playoffs, he definitely deserves it. There is no team even close, remotely close, to the adversity <laughs> that this team has overcome. And not only overcome, but still destroying opponents. Imagine being a fan of the New York Giants right now. What are you what's your future look like? The Jets. What, what, now, I know that's not the competition for Coach of the Year, but we have twice as many injuries to more key positions than they do, and they're still getting blown out at home. Um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty bad. It, it's, it's pretty bad. So I, I think I, – I really do think that Kyle Shanahan's done an excellent job, and the fact that he just put up you know a 30-burger back-to-back weeks with a backup quarterback undrafted – quarterback is huge i think it says a lot I, I really really do um let's see here a couple other questions don't forget how ross played last year this is from john perez um when given his opportunities he always came through not new this guy's for real yeah talking about ross dwelly you're exactly right the crazy thing for me john is last year when ross dwelly was great it was in the middle right it was during those arizona weeks whenever kittle was out and then it was when juice was out after everybody came back, they put him, he was getting six snaps a game. He, he was getting out-snapped by Toilolu. So I don't know why they don't rely on Dwelly until you have to have him, right? It, it, in case of emergency, use Ross Dwelly. <laughs> like, like, that's the idea. But I hope that that changes. Um, the guy needs to be a part of this team and the game plan because... He just continues to deliver in clutch moments. I love Ross Dwelly. I really, really do. And the fact that we have four tight ends, that's incredible. Because, you know, if Reed, hopefully, again, we talked about it. I don't think he's going to be out long. But Charlie Warner struggled, but you still got to develop him just because his upside's there. Uh, from AJ Silva, how about that Rams loss? I think that's probably going to be the game of the week. You know, I kept getting alerts. I just had the 49ers game on. Um... But, you know, once it was over and I was watching the Kyle Shanahan press conference, I threw that game up. They came back and got the lead, then lost the lead. I hate to say, I'm glad the Rams lost, okay? But I think Buffalo is one of the best teams in the NFL as far as complete teams. I'm not the biggest Josh Allen guy, but that defense is incredible. The Rams almost winning that game scares the mess out of me. I'm glad that they got a loss. So they're 2-1 and one now. We're 2-1 as well. So that's huge. Uh, Dallas is 9-9. Nine to nine. I, You know, just looked up at the, the score here. Arizona's beating Detroit. We're in the toughest division. It's going to be tough. So any type of losses that they can get, uh, that's huge. I, I'm seeing the BDN references. I love it. Nick Mullins, freaking awesome. Um, absolutely incredible. And I get the... How do I say this? I know that there is a very large anti-Jimmy G sentiment on Twitter and the 49ers fan base. 
I don't, I don't think it's very large. I think it's a very loud few that are guided by a person that just has a vendetta against them, whatever else. Make no mistake, okay? Nick Mullins was incredible today. He was lights out. He's not the best quarterback on this team. It's not close. Jimmy G can do so much more. So now you can't say this. There's no need to rush back Jimmy Garoppolo if his ankle's not 100%. Now there was still some debate he might play this week. But yeah, you, you don't have to force him back. You really, really don't. So, But whenever he's healthy, I don't care if Nick Mullins goes out there and does two more games like this, Jimmy Garoppolo's ceiling is incredibly high. Coming off possibly his best game as a pro, even though it was a first, just a first half. So, yeah, let's see here. Um, can we talk about the special teams on kickoffs getting to the Giants returner? Absolutely great special teams play. And the number one guy that's down there every freaking time, really two, it's Tarvarius Moore and Marcel Harris. Those guys are so aggressive and fast. Amazing special teams play. Great special teams. I love special teams more than anybody. So thank you for bringing that up. And again, respect the tagline. I'm nobody you need to know. Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, what are defenses going to do this from AJ? What are defenses going to do when we get Debo, IU, Kittle, McKinnon, Mostert, Reed out there? You win different ways. Defense was the name of the game last year. It's not going to be that this year, okay? It's just not. Maybe when we get Sherman and Emmanuel Mosley back, but it's just not going to be that. Offensively, we have the best play caller in the NFL, and we haven't seen the best yet. We haven't seen it yet, how good it can be. We haven't seen Kittle and Reed. We haven't seen those guys together. We haven't seen Ayuk and Debo together. We haven't seen Mostert and Jarek McKinnon together, right? We, we saw it a little bit, but we're not even where we should be. We're not at our height, but we're 2-1. and one. Oh, we're down. Injuries. We're not the same team. Super Bowl hangover. BS. We are ascending. We are climbing still. I'm so excited for what this team has coming up. Because, again, we don't know what we're capable of. As the 49ers, you look at this game, and remember, you've got number 27 at cornerback. You've got your fourth and fifth cornerbacks out there. You're down two running backs. You're down two tight ends. You're down your quarterback. Oh, sky's the limit, guys. Uh, really excited. We've got a big week this week, okay? So let me just lay out the schedule for this week. No podcast tomorrow. Uh, because the film doesn't come out till Tuesday. Uh, NFL Game Pass and all their stuff will come out Tuesday. I'll wake up before the sun's up. I'll get my very first offensive breakdown done Tuesday morning. Then we'll have a full-on podcast Tuesday afternoon after all my classes end. Then Wednesday morning, I'll have the defensive breakdown. Wednesday afternoon, defensive podcast and updates. Then we'll move on. Uh, Friday or Saturday, we'll have our full scouting report predictions for the following week. So we've got a busy week. So four uh, podcasts, and if you're with us on Patreon, that's another two or three installments over the game plan. You're going to see every single play for this week. And we've had a lot of people join us and support the podcast. Again, if you haven't joined us, that's... Go to patreon.com, type in 49ers Rush Podcast. It's eight bucks a month. Join the Frank Gore tier. You get everything. Um, 
it's I, I don't know of anybody else that's doing that, but it, you get everything. <laughs> All 22 coaches film, end zone film from every single offensive, defensive play broken down, scheme-wise, all that stuff there. So please head over there. All that money goes back to the podcast, pays for lighting, plays for video, pay, uh, everything, graphics, all that kind of stuff, and um, the writers that help with the podcast, all that stuff. So just want to say thank you. Love the support. Please hit subscribe, rate and review the show if you haven't. And we've got a lot of stuff to get to. So enjoy watching football the rest of the day. And we'll be back with you guys on Tuesday. Thank you guys so much for all the support. Have a great day and stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.